I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word Sid. Talk Radio 77 WABC. 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Trump did too little about the rest of the Chinese threat. He did not put us on a stronger military foothold in Asia. He did not stop the flow of American technology and investment into the Chinese military. He did not effectively rally our allies against the Chinese threat. He also showed moral weakness. In his zeal to befriend President Xi, Trump congratulated the Communist Party on its 70th anniversary of conquering China. That sent a wrong message to the world. In my eyes, Shut up. God, that's Nikki Haley. I'm sorry to my friend in South Carolina, Nancy Mace. But I like Nikki Haley, I do. She is running for president. And, of course, if you run for president these days, you have to take shots at Trump because he's kicking all your asses. I mean, he's kicking your ass. Larry Elder was in here yesterday. He's running, too. Out of the great state of California, he was much more measured in his Trump criticism. In fact, he would criticize Trump and then compliment Trump. But uh, Nikki Haley getting tough on China yesterday, as if she was in charge, things would be better. I don't buy it, but maybe maybe I'm not uh, giving her enough of a chance. So we've had a great show already today. Frank Morano breaking down all these city council races. Yusef Salam Wins in Harlem. Time to leave New York, folks. Trust me. Time to go. Then we had Curtis Sliwa talking about this. More than a rumor. It's more than a rumor. I know folks here get angry, but I'm sorry. It's out there. Jessica Tisch as the next New York police commissioner. And now we are going to talk to the man himself. Follow him on Twitter. I tweeted him out this morning. Gordon G. Chang. If you're talking about China or Russia, North Korea or Africa, it doesn't matter. Nobody better Here's my friend Gordon Chang. Happy Wednesday morning. Gordon, how are you? I'm fine, Sid, and happy Wednesday to you as well. You too. So what do you think? I just played that cut yesterday from Nikki Haley, very, very critical of the way Trump dealt with China. What's funny is you and I say all the time what a great job Donald Trump did, whether it was China, Russia, Korea, any one of these countries. Clearly, he did a very good job because there were no wars going on when he was in office Nikki Haley seems to differ. Your thoughts on what she said? Well, President Trump did something which was historic, which was to ditch the engagement policy and start a much more skeptical posture towards China. And he took some important steps, um, no doubt about it. What Nikki Haley was saying was he didn't go all the way. And, of course, that's true, um, because that that would not have been politically acceptable at that time. Um, but, yeah, what Nikki Haley said was technically true. It just needs a lot of context. 
I think that President Trump did a great job on China. We need to do more. Uh, the times have changed now in the Biden administration, and Biden is doing less than what uh, Trump was doing. So clearly, we're at a time of danger because the Chinese are pressing us extremely hard. And right now, the administration is not defending our country. Well, we'll get back to China in a moment. Let's get back to the big news on Saturday that uh, I hate to call them a ragtag group. They are 25,000 large, but basically compared to Putin's army, that's exactly what they were. So when I heard the initial reports on Saturday that the Wagner mercenaries were about to overthrow Putin, I got to tell you, Gordon, I'm not as smart as you. I laughed. I told my wife, I go, this is ridiculous. He's going to call him, tell him I'm going to kill you. They're going to turn around. And that's exactly what happened. So people are going, Putin looks weak. Well, you need to explain to me. They were making their way towards Moscow. Putin called them, got a message to them, and said, listen, I'm going to kill you and all your families. And scared to death, these people turned around. How does that make Putin look weak? Well, I think the, the problem is that Wagner um, took um, Rostov on Don, which is a critical for the Ukraine war, with almost no shots fired, or maybe even no shots. And that showed that the Russian military was ambivalent. The problem for Putin is that in Moscow, people were sitting on their hands. And um, I, I agree with you. Prigozhin didn't have the military force necessary to take the Russian capital. But um, clearly he showed the divisions in the Russian regime. And I think Putin does look weak right now. Um, the problem for Russia going forward is can Putin actually reconstitute uh, the government? I think that he can. Uh, I'm not a Russian expert, but it seems that Putin is making moves in that regard. But clearly um, this was not a good episode for the, the Russian president. I don't see why. Again, you know, the – they, they messed with him, and he punched him in the face. And he'll still kill these people, too, on top of it. And i got to tell you something. He has been leading that country since, what, 98, 99, 24 years? He's going to win again. Right. I, I don't understand. And Bill O'Reilly says the same thing. He looks weak. I understand we thought this was going to be a three-day war, and he's getting his ass kicked. I get all that. So it has not been a, a successful war for Putin but if he remains in power going on 25 years, the Wagner group turns around. No one's killed him yet. How bad really is it for Vladimir Putin? Well, you know, if you go back to Gorbachev, um, Gorbachev was able to defeat a coup, but eventually he was himself forced from power as the Soviet Union fell. And that, I think, is something that Putin watchers are looking at because they realize that the regime itself has been shaken. And, um, you know, when you have, you know, a guy who was able to reach within 124 miles of the Russian capital um, and was able to take down a good portion of the Russian air forces that were sent against him, this really is something that is going to reverberate for quite some time. I don't know if Putin ultimately survives this. Um, this, of course, is a month-by-month -month thing. But you got to look at the example of Gorbachev. Um, one coup attempt, unsuccessful, eventually led to the failure of the Soviet Union. The uh, BBC is reporting Russia executed 77 civilians detained by its forces over the last couple of days. So uh, not pretty, but that's what's going on there. Now, I'm also reading, and you know this well, Gordon, that China has been very, very quiet about this quote-unquote mutiny. 
that we saw over the weekend. A, do you believe that's true? I guess it is true. And secondly, why would that be the case? Uh, China being quiet about what happened in Moscow? Yes, and uh, specifically the Wagner Group making their way towards Putin. Yeah, I think it is because um, China didn't know what to say. Um, I think they were taken by surprise. And so uh, Chinese state and party media were just repeating what Russia was saying, a real indication that the Chinese leaders were taken aback and just were bewildered along with everybody else. You know, Xi Jinping has a lot invested in Putin. And so um, you'd expect a little bit more robust response on the part of Beijing. But I think right now in Beijing, they're a little bit disheartened. You know, before the weekend, China and Russia, they looked uh, invincible. Uh, Now they they don't look so strong, which is a good thing, which means Taiwan, at least for the next few weeks or so, is a little bit safer. Okay, good. That's good because, uh, again, just at the risk of repetition, but if, in fact, China decides one morning we're going in, that's it, we're going into Taiwan – is that the start of World War Three? Because Joe Biden, I, I know that we're supposed to protect the Taiwanese, I get it, but usually the president doesn't say that. Biden has said it more than once. So if China goes into Taiwan, is that the official start of World War Three? Uh, yes, it would be, because while we've got the war in Eastern Europe, we have what looks like a war in North Africa. Those Russia and China are fueling insurgencies that look like wars. So you got war in Africa, you got war in Europe, you'd have war in Asia. That pretty much looks like global conflict to me. Um, so this this is this is critical that we maintain the peace in in Asia. Biden's not doing a terribly good job of it right now. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked of uh, Colonel Jack Jacobs on Monday, and that is, you know, during this whole thing on Saturday with uh, the group, the Wagner Group, making their way towards Moscow. A lot of the folks I watched on television brought up the not the probability, but the possibility that if Putin feels like he's, you know, kind of in a wall, in a space, in a room and can't get out, that he's crazy enough. And I'm not sure this is true. In fact, I don't think it is. But he's crazy enough to start using some of his nuclear weaponry. And Donald Trump says all the time that we are edging closer and closer to World War III. And if we get there, it ain't World War I and World War II. It ain't tanks and guns. It's nuclear. Do you think at any point this weekend, I know you're not in his head, but if you had to predict, do you think at any point this weekend that Putin started to even consider using some of that? Uh, yes, I do. You and do? I think Trump is right about that. Um, And the point is the United States doesn't have an effective nuclear deterrent to the use of tactical nukes by Putin. Trump authorized the um, development of cruise missiles with nuclear weapons at the tip. Uh, And that's exactly what we need. Biden's canceled that. Um, So, yeah, I think. What was was Biden's rationale on canceling that? Um. Well, the world doesn't need nuclear weapons, you know. It's it just it's fantasy in, in the Biden administration. They were going to actually withdraw the U.S. nuclear umbrella over our allies. That would have meant the end of our alliance system. The people who are running nuclear policy in the Biden administration, I, I think, live in this world of Aquarius. <laughs> now, fortunately, when they issued their uh, nuclear weapons strategy, they kept America's uh, long existing decades old nuke policy, but it was a close thing. You know, when you when you believe in Aquarius um, and when 
all that happens, kumbaya, you end up uh, basically ushering in war because our opponents, our enemies, see that the administration is just out of touch with reality. You know, Biden went out of his way to tell everybody, tell the world that the West, us, of course, we had nothing to do with this Wagner group making its way towards Moscow. And we certainly did not fund these people, no money, no weapons. I mean, he really went out of his way to make sure that Putin and the world knew it. What do you think his motivation was to do that? Well, he doesn't want Putin to hold us up as an enemy uh, and there's something that he can rally the Russian people with. Um, whether, you know, President Biden was telling the truth, I sort of assume he was because I don't think that we were. But who knows? You know, only history is going to tell about whether we had any hand in this. But, you know, we weren't a factor, even if we did have some sort of involvement. So I, I believe President Biden when he says that this wasn't us. A lot of folks believe that President Biden's really irresponsible and deadly withdrawal of Afghanistan, leading to 13 of our brave men and women getting slaughtered by al-Qaeda and ISIS. That was the motivation for Putin to start the war against Ukraine. I don't believe that. I believe it was going in no matter what. It was a matter of when, if not if. But let's say that was it. That was the day he said, okay, we're going to do it. Uh, Now the thought is if Biden gets reelected, then China will then go into Taiwan. Right now, with the possibility of Trump coming back, they don't want to deal with that. Any truth to that? Yeah, I I don't think the Chinese or the Russians or anybody else, for that matter, wants to take on Trump. Um, And the reason is Trump is strong, but also because Trump is unpredictable. And these guys in Moscow and Beijing can deal with almost anything but unpredictability. I mean, there was peace during the Trump four years, but, you know, Sid, I actually do believe uh, Trump when he says, look, the, the withdrawal from Afghanistan, which was catastrophic, did lead to the war in Ukraine. Putin has all along wanted to invade Ukraine, but he didn't right. do it during the Trump years because Trump was Trump. Because he was scared of him. America was America. Because he was scared of him, because Trump is unpredictable, because Trump tells the leader of, of, of al-Qaeda, he points out on a map, I know you're wiping kids, love, but I have no problem blowing them up. That's why he knew once Biden won that Biden is feckless. I hate to use this word, Gordon, you're a classy guy, but he's a pussy. And he knew right then and there he was going in. Let's be honest. Well, he was going to go in when he thought he had the opportunity. He had no opportunities during the four years when President Trump was in the Oval. Um, You know, he saw Biden. He saw a moment of weakness, and he went for it. That's the only point I want to make here. It's not that I don't believe Afghanistan may have been the day he decided, but the true point is he went in because it was Biden, not Trump. Forget about Afghanistan. It was Biden, not Trump. That's why that war started. That's why wars are starting all over the world. I mean, you go back to our Secretary of State. He's not that far removed. Anthony Blinken from going to China. What's happened since? Yeah, it's been one disaster in the world after another. This reminds or should remind the American people that they're really, yeah, there's peace, but only because there's strength, because America is strong and willing to use its power. And that at any time, the evil forces in the world, China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, these guys will move and we need to be eternally vigilant. That's not a message the American people want to hear, but unfortunately it's true. And we are now sitting on the edge of one of the disasters in history. And I hope that Biden can prevent it. But Biden is opening the door to Chinese aggression. As you point out, that's World War III. 
This is a world we're not going to want to live in, but we've got to face it. This is the world that is, as Henry Kissinger said, mm. probable. June 7th, he told Bloomberg, war with China is probable, quote unquote. You know, there's really uh, two things that can happen which scares the hell out of me and should scare the American people uh, in terms of World War Three. One is we just discussed it, if China invades Taiwan and then going back to Putin and his insanity, talking about nuclear weapons, if he just goes nuts and decides to attack one of these NATO countries, Poland, I don't know, that's another opportunity for the start of World War Three. Yeah, I don't think that he would go after NATO right now, but he can certainly use his tactical nuclear weapons against Ukraine. Um, and if he did that, he could win the war in about 24 hours because he could obliterate every Ukrainian city. And the Russian army, although depleted without Wagner, could just walk into Ukraine because it would be a radioactive slab. So clearly the Russians can do this. Putin has said He's trans. Putin has said he's transferred nukes to Belarus. Um, you know, there are all these rumors about what uh, Putin has authorized with regard to the use of his weapons in um, Ukraine. This doesn't look good, Sid. Mm. Gordon, you're the best. You really are. I, I compel folks to follow my friend Gordon Chang on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.